Have we had funkiness two weeks in a row, Shibley? No, we have not. Uh, two weeks in a row funky. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Yes. Good funky. Yes. Funky squared. Better than Husky squared. Oh, whatever. Dang. <laughs> Love how we're just dropping in Havel references. Of course. Go listen to Havel. Greetings and salutations, sports fans across the wide and wonderful and beautiful and most of the time glorious internet. It's time for another edition of Modern Day Gladiators College Football Edition here on the Outlander Media Network. Of course, yes, it is me, your humble host, Michael Shibley. And of course, across the table, Mr. 100 Episodes with Havel and Mr. Too Hot for TV, Trey Pack, Hi. is here. My yeah. goodness, yeah, Havel, 100 episodes. 100 episodes of Havel, man. That was, it, was awesome. it was surreal because I, you know, I haven't been there since the beginning by any means. But I got to look back. I was around for more than more than half. Yeah. So that was that was um, not not a good feeling. I'm ready for. We'll get to a hundred. Yeah. We'll get there. So yeah. Oh yeah. We're we're gonna get especially if we keep knocking these out two two a week during college football season. Oh yeah. So that's sure. gonna be great. But my goodness, we've got again Tennessee won two two weeks in a row, Ugh. which has not happened uh, in a while. So that was nice. Uh, of course, we've got big, big games coming up this week that we've got right, this, to talk this about. Is the week that we've been waiting on for yep. four weeks. <laughs> so, of course, let's just dive right into it. Of course, we've got to start with our beloved Tennessee Falls getting the win at homecoming. Oh, yeah. 30-7 to over UAB. And I've mentioned this before. I was really happy that we can win a game 30-7 to and people be mad about it yeah oh, like yeah. that's how it used to be back in the day back mm-hmm. with fulmer and everybody is people would be just mad about the fact that tennessee just just won 30 to 7 yeah i mean here's my thing with that man and i heard the call-in shows which i never i really i never listen but it's an old tradition of, of mine and my dad's that if you went to Neyland yeah. on your drive when you're sitting in traffic on the way home you put it on mm-hmm. on talk radio, and, and yeah, people are upset. But here's my thing, man: our offense was not on, you know, firing mm-hmm. on all cylinders no. because we had the wrong quarterback in. They yeah. they saved Mauer. It's at least what I'm telling myself to get let myself sleep at night. They saved Mauer because they d- didn't feel like they needed him. Um, but in, in the defense did give up the shutout late. But the defense played elite, man. Bryce yeah. Thompson had three interceptions. First time since Deion Grant yeah, that I mean, had happened. And his first one, I mean, again, I, I, I finally got to go to a game. I haven't been in a couple of years, but I used to go every week. And got to, you know, I'm sitting in the front row, which is, if you don't know this, Vol fans, and you're looking at going to a game, you don't want front row no, seats. You don't. It is not basketball. It's not baseball. Row 10. Row 10 is the best seat in the house. But uh, the first Bryce Thompson interception was literally right in front of us. I mean, like, you know, less than 20 feet away. And you could see it coming. And I knew from that point that that we had their number. I mean, I could have left the stadium then and probably told you the outcome. No, the the good thing, when you you sit in different places, I remember when I was a student at UT, this was before you even – paid at you had the student activity fee right but you didn't have to pay for tickets you would go and get you take like i would be all the one because i didn't trust any of my friends with this i'd take all of our student ids and do it myself because i'd wake up early in the morning and go do it but it, it used to be there was a rule where if you were cool sitting in the upper deck they'd turn the tickets over so you could see where you were so there was a lot of games and me and my buddies were all guys like me who would 
be totally fine just watching everything develop. So we would sit in like double D row four. There you go. Fifty yard line, perfect seats every yeah. time. Yeah, if you're if you're like a real football fan and yeah. you're there to to watch the game, yeah. exactly. Just fold out. It's an amazing yeah. scene. And this was especially once I got to be like a senior and in grad school where right. I, I don't need to be just down in the middle of all the students. Yeah, see, see me, like when I go to a game, I, I want to be in the thick of it. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, I'm a, f- a football guy. I'm a, you know, I love analyzing the game. But I'm also, I want to be in the thick of it. I yeah. want, you know, I want the, the atmosphere that, but I mean, hey, I've, I've, I've sat in the upper deck. I was... Um, I was started out in the skybox for uh, George, or, uh, Tennessee, Florida in sixteen. Okay, when, with the when Juwan killed Tabor. Yes, that was. Great. Uh, I ended up in the lower deck, <laughs> but um, you know you should never move seats. Yeah, those don't, those don't steal people's seats. No, that's that. Don't do that. And but again, back to back to the game, which was great. Again, the defense. And again, schedule is what it was when yeah. it comes to UAB. But these guys knew how to win games. Mm-hmm. They had won a bunch of them the last couple of years. From a program, by the way, that was dead. Yes. Like, they got rid of it and brought it back. <clears throat> Hats off to their coaching staff yeah, and oh, everybody yeah. for doing what they've been able to do there. But you've got a guy – some of these wide receivers are really good. Yeah. I mean, some of them can be playing on Sundays that they had. So, I thought their defense played great. Tennessee's defense was great. Elite. Again, yeah. you get three interceptions, four turnovers total. It's just wonderful to do anytime. You get four turnovers, you're going to win most games. Oh, yeah. yeah. No matter who you're playing. But, yes, the offense – I did think had an issue. Part of it to me was it was the offensive line. Yeah, now, they, they took a step miss- back. You had that. some missing pieces, but Wani Morris got worked. Yes. Now they have some of the guys on that defensive line. It was it was that that big guy number one? I forgot his yes. name, but he was really good. And then they had another guy. Their nose tackle. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, the big Vince Wilfork looking dude. He yeah. was working Kennedy. Yeah, it, <laughs> under just, center. I mean, yeah, you get. I mean, again, from playing offense and defensive line. As an offensive lineman, give me, you know, that 260-pound three technique. You know yeah. what I mean? Give me that speed rusher because when we go to run the ball, I'm going to to put you in the dirt. Yeah. But if you put some big 400-pounder at nose tackle, and just just from a weight standpoint, what's Kennedy weighed? 290, 300, like you know? That, yeah. It's his physics. You have 290 pounds going up against 400 pounds. It's harder to move. I don't care how strong you are. I mean, you in and where we run so much zone blocking now, where it's just get your butt turned and give yep. them a crease. Yeah, and that's the way college football is. You know, it was different when I played. But you got but, somebody, yeah, he clogs up the works right he, in the middle that's, there. You give guys like that and guys like myself, yeah, um, larger fellas. Uh, you know, it gives them um, a position on the field. Like I said, just like Vince Wilfork, because they've been doing that zone blocking stuff in the pros for a decade. Yeah, um, and it's really, I mean, that's all anybody does. You, you don't see many. Offensive lineman, you know, Michael Oring people down the, yeah, no. <laughs> down the field. Yeah. Get your butt turned, give them a crease, and let your running backs go. So, we, we had that. The offensive line, again, needed some work. It looks like, again, unless Maurer is going to play, it looks like they're going to have Garantano in there. Yeah. Which, and again, the guy, he's playing with screws in his in his non-throwing hand. It, it, it makes coming no back sense. from a week. It makes no sense that, that they're not giving – shroud um that time it, it's interesting to me because i think some of this is they're almost using him as an opener someone brought this up on vault twitter one of the actual good points on vault twitter <laughs> where it, it was like what the the tampa bay rays were doing in baseball mm. where 
they put in a bullpen guy to start the game right. and just get through the first handful of batters, and then they put the starter in right. to kind of like change up It's this all the analytic stuff yeah. where it seems like they're putting Shroud in, but he has an extremely short leash. Yeah. What I worry about is, because just reading again on Vault Twitter, so many people seem to be latched on to the one really good pass he threw to Callaway for the touchdown right. against South Carolina, where when he's been in there for some of these other moments, it hasn't been sterling. He didn't look great when I saw him with the Chattanooga game. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's come in, besides that pass, he's been okay, but he hasn't been world-beating. The coaching staff, to their credit, mm-hmm. they just feel that Garantano is going to be the one, as long as Mauer's not there, to get them these wins right now because right. Mauer and of course you look at Mauer and Shrout they can s- seem to make a lot of the same mistakes but Mauer can make up for a lot of that with his legs exactly it seems yeah. like it seems like he has almost more confidence being in there yeah than Shrout does at this point so they're going to ride with Garantano now we haven't fully heard as of this recording if Mauer's going to play against Kentucky yeah I, I'm ass- we're assuming that he will um my big thing with, with Garantano versus Shrout, such a, a big deal. As we look at at the quarterback position as as a performance type deal, yeah, like who you know who can throw the better ball, who's more accurate, you know who can throw that deep ball better. But a lot of it it comes down to to game management, yeah, um, which is something as a fan we don't see a lot of. Um, but now I'm not saying Garantano manages the best game in the entire world. Absolutely not. Look at no. Alabama, but. I mean, you know, you got a tw- again. It, it comes down to age. You got a twenty-two-year-old that's got you know twenty starts. Yeah, it makes sense for him to be able to manage a football game better than Shrout. But the my difference between Shrout and Mauer is yeah, they make some of the same mistakes. But in the game of football, man, you've got to have some some swagger to you. Yeah, you know, and, and as as dumb as it sounds, and if you've never played the game or never really been involved with it, and you just happen to be listening to a college football podcast, um, you're not going to understand that. But it takes a little bit of, of what we call dog or swag or whatever, to, especially to play quarterback, man. Yeah. I mean, quarterback, any of those skill positions, you have to go in the game knowing that, that you are that guy, which is something that makes you know takes a guy like Juwan Jennings, yeah. who's got all the dog in the world. We literally yep. call him the dog. The dog. Uh, takes him, you know, he he's an amazing athlete, but that takes him to that next level of, you know, basically being the face of our program right mm-hmm. now from receiver. Yeah, and he, again, came in and just did good things. Oh, yeah. But, again, our red zone offense has been driving me, <sighs> it, it, even just scoring offense, because they don't even count when you get to really scoring position, which I count at, like, the 35-yard line. Yeah, if you're in. inside, yeah, if you're inside your, where your field goal kicker is, is – Save with Smaglia, yeah, is hey, a 53 incredible. yarder. Yes. He was three for three, got us our first nine points, including a 53 yarder. And I, I don't know how he wasn't special teams player of the week. He went to Blankenship, yeah, who, of course, of, of course. course, but it's like Smaglia has had, I mean, he's having an all SEC year, yeah, oh, yeah, but it'll be Blankenship that gets that first team, of, which of is terrible. But yeah. I think Smaglia, with the season he's having, he should. So, some NFL team will give him a look. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, he's just a junior, so he'll probably yeah, stay. Oh, he's got another year. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
which will be good because <laughs> hey, special teams, you want just to be solid and there. Kick, yeah, I mean, when you're building, absolutely. It's like we had Daniel Lincoln for like eight years. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, consistency in the kicking game is is you know definitely something we we're need. out of coal quits, which is one of the problems with the punting <laughs> game. But you know that just happens. We're out of coal quits, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're both still kicking in the NFL. It was cool because they they were against each other again. I think you had because you had the Vikings yeah. and the Chiefs last week. Yeah, so you had the but the then we had quits. Trevor Daniels and Pilardi. Yeah, who <laughs> so, were perfectly yeah, fine no, too. Yeah, I hate that we're punter you right now. Yeah, but you know whatever. But anyway, back to what we were talking about though. Even that Bryce Thompson interception that you talked about, the first one, mm-hmm. he takes it to the 19 yard line, yep. and everybody's feeling good. And then we go can't score backwards. Yep, we get the move. field goal, which is just again that's what's frustrating. And yep. Garantano throws another red zone turnover. Which, again, it, it's right there, right at the end of the half, where you can at least get three points. Right, exactly. And, I mean, even when I saw him even go back and throwing off his back foot, I was yeah. like, it's intercepted. I knew yeah. the second he let that ball go. I was like, you are not, you're not Brett Favre, or exactly. you're not any of the guys, you're not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you, you don't have that arm <laughs> to, to yeah. fit that in there. But again, that's you know that's where I I feel conflicted with saying you know oh, this is a he's the best game manager other than Maurer yeah that we have, but he makes dumb mistakes like that. If if I'm you know if I'm Cheney and Pruitt, if we get in field goal range and Garantano's my quarterback, I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna run the ball three times. Yeah, it, you know if we can move the ball, great. If not, then then we kick a field goal. And they did do that for the two touchdowns or the that they got. Where they give the ball to Chandler and find the offensive line. That was one of the best yes. offensive line things they did all day. And then again, just give the ball to Jennings and let him just bulldoze yeah. his way in, which worked. John walked well, in. yeah, yes. just, and then knocked a guy out in the end zone too. Gave him an extra pop, which is just great. Juwan Jennings is—he's going to be one of those guys that everybody's just going to remember no, I, for I, so many things. I honestly think we'll put him on the back of the jumbotron. I think I'd hope so, they, especially if he can make an, a little bit of an impact in the pros too. Yeah, they would be I, definitely well, they, there. Supposedly, they've already there's already you know whisperings uh, that they're looking for what picture to put on there. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We Yeah, which, again, is great when you've got guys, again, like Callaway and Juwan Jennings. And I wish they could get the ball to Palmer a little bit more. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But um, I think – Of course, he should have come down with the ball that they did throw to him. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah one no. of them there. But they ran the ball better. It's still not great. Chandler finally had a good game. It was finally right. good to have Eric Gray get a touchdown. Yes. I didn't think it was going to take until the UAB game for him to have a touchdown. No, how he was running the ball early in the season. I, yeah, you know, I thought he was. Gonna, I thought he was going to be the guy. Like, but I think it, Cheney realized though he couldn't pass protect to save his life, so no, they I mean, had to take him out. He's one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, soaking wet. Yeah. So, you look at all those things, but again, it sets up Tennessee now, and of course, we'll talk the Kentucky game more at the end of the show, but it sets up for, again, you still got to win two out of three. Tennessee's now got, though, almost their tougher tests because all their wins have been at home. Yeah. Now you got to win one of these on the road. Yeah. You've got to win an SEC road game, and you've you've got Kentucky who's coming off a bye week, and then you're going to have Missouri after Tennessee's coming off a bye week, and Missouri plays Georgia this week and Florida next week. Yeah, no, I think it's it, – we'll, you know, we'll get into the Kentucky game yeah. at the end of the show, but, man, it, it's been a long time since we've had a, a little road trip like this that 
means this yeah. much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it's this is our season and, yeah. and means everything going into next season. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, if we can, if we can get get it done Saturday, and again, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. if we can get it done Saturday. Then, then I think we're fine. I think we'll right. take care of, you know, we'll talk about Vanderbilt when it's Vanderbilt week yep. and, and what have you. But I think if we can win this Saturday, I think if we win this Saturday, we'll win against Missouri. I have a good feeling about that too. And, again, we'll we'll have to see. The, the odds are one and a half right now, and we'll talk about that. You look again at everything, because Tennessee did win an SEC road game last year because they did beat Auburn. Yeah. But, again, I think really with that one – that was more of a wow that happened type right. of thing. It's more of the Tennessee wins that we have had this season, mm-hmm. and even the Kentucky win last year were more of what we seem to be looking at with this early Pruitt, where we're getting things to go the right way. Everything just went perfect against Auburn, yeah, yeah. which just happened. Where every fifty-fifty ball that was thrown up was caught by Tennessee. Yeah, we still had to hang on at the end to win because Auburn didn't have the passing attack. Yeah, exactly to to win that game. So. It works, and we'll have to see where all of this shakes out. But, of course, now we move forward to this week. It started with the top 25 for the college football playoff has come out. Yep. So it's Uh, the first one, which I I talked about on my my little one, where it's like everybody needs to calm down. Yeah, I saw it and and was flabbergasted. (laughs) I mean, was confused. Because the big thing, again, is you've got Ohio State number one, which I I would personally have LSU number one. But Ohio State has done some really good yeah, things the, too. They're interchangeable. They yeah, really and right are. now they really—that's one of those things. Again, it's like it's almost like the preseason poll for college basketball that just came out with all these the big college basketball games we had on Tuesday, where it's like, okay, yeah, it's a one versus two, but it's the first game of the season, right? Yeah, you know, those guys might end up, you know, because Duke. Who knows where they're going to end up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke's ranked in what like third no they're fourth fourth yeah yeah. so it's like you know but they're not the powerhouse that they were last you know what i mean so it's like check with me in january and then if you get a one versus two in january then we'll sit down and watch it yeah yeah. so you you have this but then you've got lsu two alabama three penn state four and then clemson's right on the outside looking in at five which people are crying foul and it's like if clemson goes undefeated they're in the playoff they're yes. going to get in the playoffs. What, what's wild about this first four, and this is something that I, I've pointed out to people that I have talked about it, is that these this all the playoff teams in the top four have not all of them had to play each other, but two of you know every, like LSU is going to play Alabama, yeah, and, and Penn State's going to play Ohio State. Whoever wins that game is yeah. going to stay in the playoff, and whoever loses those games, at least for that week, is going to yeah. be out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, you're at you nailed you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, don't for it's the first week. Yeah, this isn't who's going. This this it doesn't matter. Just just calm down a little bit. But it does set the table for some of these matchups, where you talk about if LSU goes undefeated. You know, they're in, even I think if they lose the SEC, if there's some different scenarios of how you're going to get two SEC teams in, Mm -hmm. really. If LSU beats Alabama, but then loses to Georgia, who has run the complete table, I think both LSU and Georgia are going to get in, depending on what happens with everything. But it's it's wild to keep Alabama out. Yeah, it would be. Because, I mean, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think. We were talking weeks ago on hack because I think I thought we could have had three teams. There was a possibility. And, yeah. and what's insane is that if 
this is again expand the playoffs. This makes no oh, yeah. sense. Just expand them, but make it eight. Make it eight. Make it eight. It, it's the only thing that makes sense. But if you're talking about you know the college football playoff is supposed to be the best four teams in college football, you're telling me that Alabama, LSU, and Georgia are not three of the best four teams. This is not true, man. I mean, yeah. it's just because we, you know, they just happen to all be in the southeast part of the country, and they just happen to, you know, all be in the same conference. I mean, we could really yeah. end up. I think all three of them deserve it, but we may end up with none of them. Yeah, because I think if LSU beat if LSU beats Alabama and then loses to Georgia, I think LSU's out. And and then I one hundred percent think Alabama's out. Yeah. Because, you know, they lost to the loser of the SEC champion. It, it just hurt, hurts and, them all the way around. And so much can – in the same scenario could happen also in the Big Ten where you have, say, Ohio State and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Say Ohio State beats Penn State because it's in the horseshoe. Right. They beat them close, like a field goal at the gun right. type win. But then Ohio State goes on and wins the Big Ten championship. But Penn State, their only loss was a close one. At Ohio State to the Big Ten champion. What do you do with those things, too? So you have this just really interesting scenario. And again, it sets up Georgia's right out there at six, but then you have the two Pac-12 teams. You've got Oregon and Utah sitting there. And again, both of them need to keep hoping they both keep winning. Yes. Because they need – the only way for Pac-12 to get in there at this point is – some teams got to lose. One, yeah, someone's got to lose in front of them because yeah. I don't think they're going to just start jumping people depending no. on what happens. I think. Well, I think if you have a situation where um, uh, you know LSU, uh, you know, LSU or Alabama beats the other, and then Georgia beats them in the SEC championship, and then lo and behold, if Georgia lost another SEC game, they've already they've locked the East. Yeah. So I mean, Georgia, you know, drops one to to Vanderbilt, you know, some lightning strikes. Yeah, and then you know they Georgia wins the SEC championship. They're not getting in with two losses. Nope. We have no SEC team that gets yeah. in. That's that's that could how, also happen. That's yeah. how you get an Oregon team in there. Yeah, Georgia's gonna have to run the table to get in. Yes, hundred percent. No, but no, I think this is the first year, um, especially that I've been following it this close, which I've been following it this close and since you know most of my adult life. Yeah. Um. That, you know, last year, did we need eight teams? Probably not. You know, if we had eight teams, you were going to get a team with two losses. Yep. I don't think a team with two losses deserves a playoff spot. Unless there's, they're just insane and yep. something weird happened. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, this year we've got ten teams yep. that could compete in a playoff and it, all play yeah, against each at other. At least right now. It's yes. still the yes. first week of November. Oh, yeah. We've got rivalry games that are going to go nuts. You've yep. got big conference matchups. You've got the conference championship games. So right. there's still, as Lee Corso says throughout the season, there's still a lot of football left to be played for a lot of these top teams. Yeah. But, of course, this is one of the biggest weeks we've got. I mean, yes, the biggest matchup last week was Georgia beating Florida, which, you know, hats off with Chase and Terry. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we're all rooting for Georgia for the most part in that yeah. one because I don't like Florida at all. See, it's lesser two evils. Yeah. What a great atmosphere they had in the Liberty Bowl with that Memphis-SMU yeah, matchup. Yeah, a great game. Jerry man. the King Lawler was the guest picker. Yeah, Tater Jim was mad. I know. Listen to Haffle. But you, you had all of that stuff, but Memphis ending SMU's undefeated streak and then uh, Appalachian State getting knocked off by Georgia Southern so you have two 
undefeateds that are out now. Yeah. So now, of course, that ratchets up who's going to be the team from one of these power or group of fives that's going to get into one of the New Year's Six Bowls. So we'll have right. to wait and see where all of that ends up, which is always fun to see at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, I mean, if you're an SMU team or a Memphis team that gets into a New Year's Bowl yeah. as an at-large, that's huge mm-hmm. for your program. Yeah. It's just like UCF. You yeah. Know. Um, you know, and UCF – has has dropped two games this year, but they're getting they you know are projected to have a top fifteen recruiting class next year. Yeah, and it's amazing too because you have I think the AAC and the AP poll have four teams in the top twenty five. You've got SMU, you've got Navy, you've got Memphis, and oh somebody else is in there too. But it, it's it's still yeah. great to see. Yeah, it's, yeah, college football is a change in. Yeah, which is fun yeah, for. Well, everybody to see but again we've got some big matchups coming up which oh cincinnati cincinnati was the other team i knew i had it um but you've got this week is just amazing to see and of course it starts off with in not in the college football playoff rankings but in the ap they're one and two Mm -hmm. it's alabama hosting lsu eight years ago it was the nine six (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Slugfest, which this is shaping up to be the polar opposite of yeah. that. Oh yeah, no, you got because Tua. They, they Saban has already said well, we don't know about Tua yet. Bullshit. Tua's playing. Bullshit. Tua is playing. Tua's gonna play. He's gonna be fine. And it, it's one of these things where you look at when when I'm picking this game, and the line is Alabama six and a half. Mm-hmm. Which and I do not know why they made this three thirty on CBS. Why is this not prime time? Uh, I know, man, but because they've done that before. I know it's it's CBS gets like the first pick of the SEC games, yeah. and of course they're gonna pick yeah. one and two. But they should still be able to make that prime time. That's that was to me what was the yeah, they, the weird thing. But they compete with the only the only prime time game where they can be ESPN. Something yeah. weird like that because we because Tennessee's had a huge game and we were the best game of the week a couple of years ago. Yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, three thirty. I'm like, this, this makes no sense, but whatever. So you've got this game. You've got again Tua who's playing. I'm, unless yeah. it just unless it's weird and you see Mac Jones out there, which I just am not. No, I, I'm Tua, not going to believe it. If Tua is is at least seventy percent, he's going to play. Yeah, Tua's going to play, and then Joe Burrow with those really good wide receivers that they have. It's a great matchup because again, Alabama and LSU too. They're both of their defenses are not obviously nearly what they were eight years ago in that 9-6 slugfest. This game, I mean, has a potential to be, you know, a 30. Each team's got 30-something points. It might be oh, yeah. a 31, 34. I'd love to see what the over-under is. Yeah, it. I I think. Because I may not bet. Because I'm going to take LSU to win that game. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, if Alabama's a 6.5 point, you know, on top, then. Yeah. Yeah, then I'd, I'd bet some money there, but. Um, if that over under is less than you know, if the over under is thirty five, take the over. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and bet some money. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm trying to find it when we talk about everything else that's happening with these over unders and everything. The over under is sixty three. Oh yeah. See I might take the under. Because <laughs> I think yeah, I would almost take the under if it's at sixty three because you look at both of these coaches, they do want to win this game, so I yeah. think they might pack things in a little bit because they're not wanting to make the big mistake. mistake. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, they're not. Now, I think the – and he, here's a, why I think LSU's going to win that game is that I think Alabama has more to lose. I really do. You know, they've got the dynasty. They they lost the national championship last year. They, you know, Saban wants to get back to, you know, to the mountaintop. 
Ed Orgeron's not been there. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to to let it hang out a little more. And I also think Ed Orgeron is arguably one of the best coaches in college football right now. I love Orgeron. To, you can't understand a damn word he's saying. No. God, well, they can there in Louisiana. Exactly. <laughs> but, see, and again, I I guess I'm coming from the, the different side because I'm picking Alabama to win this game because I just think – I just – don't think Ed Orgeron's going to outcoach Nick Saban. No, I don't think he'll outcoach him, but yeah. I think I think Ed Orgeron can outmotivate uh, Nick Saban. He can get his guys fired up. I can see that. But then you've got, I mean, Alabama under Nick Saban has lost four games at Brian Denny Stadium. Yeah, oh That's yeah, it's at Alabama. It. Yeah. It's at Alabama. It was. It, what were the games? It was. Uh, since he's been doing this, it was the LSU the nine six game. Yeah. It was the Johnny Manziel game. Yeah. It was the uh, the the Cam comeback. Yes. And it was the time Ole Miss did it. Right. Yeah. Like that's been it. That's yeah. the list since since Alabama's been winning national championships. There were a couple in that first year, like the Louisiana Monroe loss and things like right, that. But right. in the last stretch here, is it's just at Alabama is just. Yeah. That's why again I just think. Nick Saban is going to find a way to win this game. I think it's going to come down to a kick, and Alabama has not had the greatest track record right. with kicks. But I do think Burrow I think Burrow and Tua both play well. Yep. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be the exact opposite of that 9-6. I do have Alabama, I think, winning 34-31. Yeah, I think, I think Joe Burrow could win himself a Heisman Trophy this Saturday. Yeah, if Burrow if, goes out and wins, he's if, winning the Heisman. If he comes out and throws five touchdowns, no picks, and and, just, and yeah. manages the game perfectly, I bet your Heisman Trophy win. Yeah, it's to me, it's one of it's one of these things that it comes down to where, and that's why it happens a lot where you pick the traditional because it's like you, the other team, they're just going to have to prove it to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know a lot of people want to take that flyer like they, you know, everybody was so gung ho to pick the Browns. Yeah, and it's like, oh that yeah, that's included. the trendy and sexy pick, and it's like, how is that working out for you yeah. right now? So you have that, but I've got Alabama in this one. I've got them by a field goal though, so I would bet if I was going to take the six and a half, obviously I'm taking LSU. Right. Oh with yeah. That for one. sure. But we run down a couple of these other games. The other game between two undefeated teams, Penn State going to Minnesota. Yeah. Now, fun. the pollsters, especially with the college football playoff committee, have set they have no respect for Minnesota of at course. all at this point because they've struggled in a couple of their wins against like Fresno State and South Dakota State. Yeah. The best team that they've beaten, I think was Nebraska when you yeah. look at like power rankings and things like that. So, now again, if they win this game, then we're talking about giving them a college <laughs> playoff spot. But it's something again, you're going to have to prove it to me. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. got Penn State in this one. The line 7 I don't, oh, that's, and this is the biggest game in in Minnesota Golden Gopher football history since probably 1960. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and here's my thing, man. I love PJ Fleck. I love the row oh, the row boat, the boat. Yeah. Uh, man. That that I use that mantra at work. I use yeah. it in my everyday life. You know, yeah. Hashtag row the boat. But man, uh, I hate to do it to him, but if, if if Penn State's a seven point favorite. Go to the bank, <laughs> take out a loan, sell your car, get every penny you can. Penn State's going to beat them by two touchdowns, man. Bet it all. Bet yeah. it all on Penn State. Now, mm. now, do I want to be wrong if you're betting all your money? No. I would love for Minnesota to get this but win. Yeah, love, yeah, yeah. P.J. Flett, you know, because then they're a real contender. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And but it's, it's not going to happen. I think it was real smart for Minnesota to give him a contract extension this week. 
Yes. Like they did that, they increased the buyout because especially since Florida State, for some reason, just fired Willie Taggart midseason. <laughs> Who are you going to get Dude. at this point? I mean, uh, unless you're going to get Bob Stoops or someone not coaching right now, yeah. all these guys have a still month to finish the regular season. It's going to yeah. be ridiculous. The fact that they just called like three people to pass around the plate and get $20 million for his buyout yeah. was amazing. You've heard who the, the front runner is for that, according to Twitter, who the front runner is for that job, right? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. That's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Nick Saban's never leaving Alabama, out unless why Nick Saban you? wants to. Yeah. Unless he wants to go back to the NFL. That's the only yeah. way he's going to leave. But why would you? Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you're the biggest fish in, in the second biggest pond in the world. Yeah. Don't leave. But no. if he goes to Florida State... That, then he'd have to play Dabo Sweeney every year. Well, he already does, well, but yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah, football is just, that. it would be insane. That would be insane. We slipped into another timeline. You <laughs> talk about the students who were upset when Kiffin left to go to USC, uh, which no. I even said, if that job came open, Kiffin would probably would be considered for that. I, I, again, that was I was not that, here when that happened. I right. was still back in Virginia Beach, but that was still one of those things. That's somebody that could take that Florida State job. Yeah, which I think would be interesting. Yeah. He's, I wanted Kiffin and Orange. Dude. Yeah, I was ready to get hurt again uh, before we hired Pruitt. Yeah. A couple of the other matchups we've got this week that are at least intriguing and worth a look at. You've got TCU hosting Baylor. Now TCU did just beat Texas. They're uh-huh. four and four, but it's in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's and good. Baylor again is one of these teams. They're right on the they're twelfth. So yeah. they've they've done a little bit better. But again, I picked them. I picked Oklahoma State to beat them mm-hmm. in Stillwater and right. I was wrong. I've right. been wrong on Baylor a lot. Yep. And my bank account has proven that sometimes <laughs> when I've been betting on them. Uh, so, but again, Baylor is favored by two and a half. Part of me really wants to pick TCU, but it's like I don't want to get bit by Baylor again. So I'm no. going to pick Baylor yeah, in this but, one. I would bet I'd bet some good money on about two and a half. Yeah, bet Baylor. Yeah. This is going to win by a field goal. You know, yeah, take Baylor. Here's one that I'm I find really interesting too. And this is one I'm going to go definitely the opposite way. Texas hosting Kansas State. Kansas State has looked real good. First of all, they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, they look great. Their quarterback has been really really good. Mm-hmm. And it's Texas minus 7. I was like, I like Kansas to win that one outright. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Double down on it. Or Kansas State, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 But that has been uh, that's an interesting game. You've got another battle between two ranked teams. You've got Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, and that's the you know the the snooze fest. That's generally. one of it's one of those games where now it's going to be who's going to challenge Minnesota in the Big Ten West right. at this point because all three of those teams have to play each other. Yeah, because Wisconsin and I were playing now and then. Uh, Minnesota plays Wisconsin for Paul Bunyan's axe. Yeah, and that's then, so fun. And then Iowa and Minnesota are also playing for the Floyd of Rosedale. I love the old rivalry trophies. Yeah. Bring back the beer barrel, by right. the way, yeah. for crying out loud. Uh, but I've got – it's at Wisconsin. I've got Wisconsin getting the win there. Yeah. They're going to jump around. It's in Camp Randall. It's yeah. nine and a half, if which it, I think is a little big because mm-hmm. Kirk Ferentz knows how to keep games close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, it'll be a snooze fest. I'd love to see the over-under there. If the over is more than, than 35, take the under. Yeah, I would I would probably take the under in that one. I don't see Duke really beating Notre Dame. No, as much, you know, that is my second favorite college football yeah. team. I mean, I, as much as I love Coach Cut, and he has played an instrumental part of me loving football, um, 
I, I'll take them to win, but I'm not betting any money. No, on it. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's a that's a heart pick. It's like a Spurrier every year. He would in the coaches poll his first his others receiving votes. He'd always put one for Duke. He'd always put Duke in there no matter where they were because they gave him his first job. Yeah, he won an ACC title at Duke, I know. Yeah, which was no. just amazing. Now Duke is they they hold a special place in my heart, man. Yeah, and they always will. So now we got to talk Tennessee. And Kentucky. Oh yeah. As we as we end this glorious show, as always, and of course, please like, subscribe, share wherever you listen. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, OutlanderMedia.net. We appreciate all of you listening. If you could just take a little bit of extra time, an extra thirty seconds, and yeah. just go wherever you listen, and give us those five stars, and say, "Hey, these guys are awesome," or whatever. Right. We want to hear even criticism. If you don't like something that we do, if you think we're making you poor by all of our terrible gambling picks, let us know that. We would be happy. I, we can't cut you a check. Right. But I would love to see how accurate we've been. Yeah. We should go back. We but should. Yeah, we'll do that at the end of the year. And then you look at – and then, of course, we've got all the other great podcasts here at Outlander Media. Halfle, 100 right. episodes. You've got Deadbeat Radio just had a new one come out. Yep. Uh, DLC Respawn, Geeks Inherited the Earth, Scared Stupid – all these just great, and great podcasts. And so many more to come. You can check them all out at outlandermedia.net or wherever you get your fine podcasts. And, of course, we have to thank our presenting sponsors. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Shirt, joeshirt.com. You are a hairstylist and you want to expand your brand. <laughs> if you're, uh, you are got a bowling team, anything to expand that brand and, and with your, with a T-shirt, Joe Shirt can help you out. Joeshirt.com. Joe Shirt Deluxe, if you want to put that logo on anything that's not a T-shirt, they can yeah. help you there. You want to put it on a bowling ball? Yeah. They've been, doing this, they've been doing this for 30 years, over 30 years here in Knoxville. So check them out, Joeshirt.com, Otherworldly Coffee. It's liquid coffee cocaine. Yeah, it's exactly what it it's is. It's great. Yep. Any of the blends, the Dogman blend, the Mothman blend. You want to feel like a dirtbag racer? Otherworldly Coffee. Check them out. Again, go to otherworldlycoffee.com. Use the code OUTLANDER, all caps. Okay, OUTLANDER. Yell it at them. You got to yell at them. You're going to get 20% off your order in there. And, of course, Black Cats, Curiosities, and Oddities. The whole city of Onada. Yes. Pretty much. Just the whole city of Onada. Just go there. Just shout OUTLANDER, and you'll get stuff from them. Yeah, spooky season's over, but that don't mean the witches are dead. Nope. Go get your your witch hunt. No, the solstice is coming up. What are you talking about? So you've got got things. real spooky. (laughs) So, again, you got to thank all of those guys. Now, let's wrap up this show with Tennessee, Kentucky. The former battle for the beer barrel, which they need to bring back because, again, we're selling beer in Neyland Stadium now. Bring back the beer barrel. You don't even have to call it the beer. Just the barrel. Just the barrel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll all know what it is, but just call it the barrel. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's just like the the world's largest cocktail party. We can't say cocktail. It's like, okay, that's fine. We We all know what it is. We all know what it is. Yeah, we're not morons. Yeah. In 50 years, fine. People might not know what it is, but right now... Yeah, yeah, we're drinking beer. But, it, you know, I just love rivalry trophy games. Oh, yeah. I, I just love the idea of it. And the fact that we used to have one and now we don't. Yeah. I mean, I get why they got rid of it because of the, the accident that happened in 98 with the Kentucky players yeah. and things that happened with that. But, but yeah, it's yeah, been over 20 years. I think it, now I think people would would understand. Just bring the beer barrel back. Yeah, I agree with you. I love holding the trophy up and everything. Like, oh, there's yeah. that photo of Peyton holding it, yes. which is just, you know. It's iconic. Yeah, wonderful man. to everybody. So now you've got this year's Tennessee, Kentucky. It's a night game in, in Lexington at Kroger Field. <laughs> Commonwealth, <laughs> Commonwealth Stadium. 
They they always thank you for Krogering while you're there. Oh, stop it, yeah, Shibley! I, I don't know if we I don't know if I've mentioned this to you off air because I know I haven't said it on air on air yet. I, I've been to to a lot of SEC, you know, I've been to a lot of away games, yeah. you know, supporting Tennessee. Kentucky is my least favorite stadium <laughs> I've ever been to. Now, I've only been to it once, and I it, it was when I was it was in 07 when mm-hmm. we the SEC championship. We had to beat Kentucky to get there. It was, you know, frigid temperature. I mean, it's oh, yeah. in the teens. The wind chill's making it like closer to zero. Um, and it was the game that we blocked the field goal at at the end of regulation to send it into overtime. That right. game. Their announcer that they they still have. If you watch a Kentucky game on TV, which you you know obviously you're going to watch this Saturday. Their announcer is the most obnoxious, annoying human being. First down, Kentucky! Kentucky Every single time. Like, I used to think third down for what was a little bit. I was like, okay, that's kind of obnoxious. But that's little John, man. Like, this is a real guy saying this in real time. Like, ugh, I hate him. I hate Kentucky. I hate Kentucky more than than Vanderbilt. I hate him more than just just about anybody. Yeah, I hate and it's they their their pyrotechnics are terrible. Like I'm serious. On a cold game in November, I'm I'm so serious. It's and, not shooting them up over the river like we do. No, yeah. It, and yeah, it's you know, and there's no. It doesn't affect the game when we're shooting yep. fireworks. They're they're shooting off like high school gym wrestling pyrotechnics, and it, this the field is smoky and it yep. smells. Man, I God, I want to say the F word really bad, but screw Kentucky, okay? <laughs> God, I hate I hate the whole state. Don't yep. give a damn about the whole state of Kentucky. Well, we know how you feel about this. So we've got again, and just the weather shouldn't be an issue. It might be a little chilly. It might be like in the, the upper thirties, but there's not going to be any rain or any weird things like that. You've got it's it's an even spread. It's dropped even down in, in the time we've been recording this. It's dropped from one. It started at four for Kentucky, and it dropped all the way down to even. Over under is at forty two. You've got again. You've got two teams that are playing better football than they were, especially even at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, completely. Kentucky has won. Uh, their last game, they're coming off a bye, but they did beat Missouri very handily, twenty nine to seven. Yep. So you've got a team that feels that both teams are averaging about the same in total yardage. They're allowing pretty much almost the same points per game. Mm-hmm. Very evenly. Matched. Yeah, yards allowed are pretty much even. I mean, this is almost as even as you can get. The matchup predictor is uh, for ESPN's Football Power Index. Consider take that as you will. Right. They've got Kentucky with a fifty-seven point two percent chance to win the game, yeah. almost a coin flip, really. And I think it's most of that is just because at home. Yeah, it's like if it was at Tennessee, it would be flipped the, the exact way. same way. And I've been struggling on this because again, you've got. I mean, Tennessee has played better, but it's this road game. We haven't played yeah. because the SEC road games we've really had were at Florida and at. Alabama, yeah, which again, those were ones I wasn't thinking we were going to win anyway. Right. This one, oh man, and then they've got you know Bowden Jr. has just been doing great with them at quarterback, yeah, with running the ball. But I just think Tennessee has the linebacking guys yeah. as long as they don't target anybody. Right. And who knows, you know, I think if Tennessee can play a clean game, 
and keep him contained and make him have to beat you with his arm. Yep. And that's a big thing. You're going to have to find a way to bottle him up, spy him, do something. I think Tennessee can get this win. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be low scoring. I've got Tennessee winning 20-17 to 17 Okay, is what I've got. Yeah, man. I, I think you, you definitely made a good point there as far as, you know, for most teams going on the road, especially in the SEC, it's so hard yeah. to do. You know, And it's – Again, if you've never played the game, you don't really understand that. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just the same. You know, it's almost like in uh, in Hoosiers, the the movie. Like the guy goes and measures the. Yeah, the, it's the same height as it is in our gym. Yeah, but it's so man, it is yeah. different. I mean, oh, yeah. your routine's different. Everything's different. But man, the fact that this Tennessee team went into Alabama and showed no fear, and, and like you said, Alabama's lost mm-hmm. four games over yep. the past decade yep. in Bryant Denny. I man, I think that that we're you know if we can go into Alabama, show no fear, compete with them. If we weren't having to fight the refs and Mauer is healthy, we may win that game. Yeah, I think going into Kroger Field <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't be that much of an issue. Um, I th- and I think you also nailed it on the head with with keeping Bowden Jr. If Bowden Jr. is not going to beat us with his arm, I think he could beat some teams with his arm. Yeah. Absolutely, but our our secondary right now is playing elite. I mean, we, this is not, you know, I always hate when, when people throw out uh, like uh, Tennessee, uh, the actual football Twitter was like, Marquez Callaway has the most yards per catch. And Juwan has the most yards after contact when blinked at, like, yeah. like stop making weird stats. Some, some of the analytics get a little yeah. nuts. Tennessee is leading the SEC in interceptions. Yeah. That that's a stat <laughs> that is real. It makes sense. Not only that, the defensive line is playing elite, and I think between Toto and Batuli, I think – And even Daryl Taylor. Yes, I think those guys are going to ring in Bowden, make him try to beat us with our arm. I think if, I think Bowden yeah. those two interceptions. Um, and I think I've got us winning – like I said, the defense plays elite. i got us winning 19-3. Yeah. to three. Okay. One thing, yeah, with Bowden though, you're gonna have to contain him. If, yep. if you be, if you're gonna hit him, you better hit him and not let him get loose. No, like wrap do, up. Yeah, wrap no, him up. No big hits. And this. don't over pursue. You're gonna have to stay mm-hmm. there because if he gets a lane, he's gonna run. He has shown he's gonna do that. Yep. And we've played with guys who can run already. So oh, Tennessee yeah. has done an okay job with that so far. We'll have to see. But I like Tennessee. To, and I, I said they're going to have to prove it to me. And they did. They beat Mississippi State. They beat South Carolina. And they beat UAB. So I feel better finally picking Tennessee to win right. one of these damn games, which might come back to bite me in the ass. Yeah, no, that's Who what knows? Yeah, We need you to pick against and me to pick four no matter what. Yeah, that's going to be it. Even if Garantano plays, I still have Tennessee winning this game. No, I think Maurer's got to play, man. Maurer? I, and that, I say, I put it 19 to 7, I think we only, or 19 to 3. I think we only score one touchdown. I think Samaglia kicks four field goals and, and Maurer runs one yeah. in. Hey, if we win, that's all I want. Oh, yeah. Just give us a win, and then we don't even have to worry about the Missouri game to getting bowl eligible. I want to keep right. winning. I'd love to finish out 7-5. Yeah, I'd love seven to win out and let's get a good, let's get yeah. a, a good bowl close yeah. to home. But. So. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where it all goes, but that's going to wrap up this week. We've got a lot to talk about next week, even though Tennessee's going to be on a bye. We've got everything oh, yeah. to break down we'll and all this other this stuff. Oh, yeah. So it has been wonderful. And of course, as always, please like, subscribe, and share, and all that other glorious things. But for myself, 
Trey Pack. Again, follow me, by the way, on Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. And mine's at Trey Pack, T-R-E-P-A-C-K. Yeah, come at us all, all yeah. day. Come at us, as they all, as the, as the kids <laughs> like to say. But again, for myself and Trey Pack, too sweet. Love you. See you next time. Bye.